to Angels and Fur Coats, Episode 10, The Epilogue. This will be my last episode in this series, at least for the foreseeable future, as I endeavor to move on to my next project, which I will mention again before we close. I have enjoyed doing this podcast immensely and may well readdress this project at a later date. So I thought what I would do is add some of the anecdotes that didn't make it into any of the episodes. Two of our favorite characters in this series were often Magic and Maya. These guys were the absolute best traveling companions. Never had to ask them twice if they wanted to go on a trip. Whether we were camping in the middle of nowhere or had our portable fire pit in the backyard, our two German shepherds always worked in tandem. Magic would walk the perimeter while Maya would stay and keep watch with us. When Magic would come back with the all clear, he would come back to us. Then both dogs would sit back to back like two guardians in this way demonstrating their loyalty as only man's best friend can. They had no guard dog training and were the gentlest of creatures, but knew that protecting their humans was job one. It just seemed to come natural to them. The wife also taught them how to play hide and seek. Although we thought they would be better at this game than they were. Michael, you remember the evil kitty, right? was way better at this than they were. The wife taught Michael this game before we ever had dogs. She then taught the dogs this game and Michael seemed to relish in his role as the superior being. The wife would pick a hiding place and then make a sound. The dogs would first come running. Michael would show up late and go right over to where the wife was hiding and look at the dogs as if to say, she's right here, dummies, and you guys think that dogs are smarter than cats. Hmm. It's hard when you have to say goodbye to a trusted friend, human or otherwise. Those bittersweet goodbyes are really more bitter than sweet. When Magic passed away, it was a while before either of us thought about another dog, and I didn't push the wife in that direction. The grieving really never stops. I think of that noble boy often. But about the time I thought it might be time to say hello to a new friend is when the wife saw that photo on the website. We knew when we saw him and then at the meet and greet that we wanted this nine-week-old pup. He came to the shelter with a litter mate, his brother. The two pups were found in a field, but the wife, having already fallen in love, really didn't even care to meet the other pup, until I'd mentioned, what if we can't have this one? Don't you at least want to meet the other guy too? The deal was, if more than one party showed up who wanted the dog, then the dog would be raffled so that 
all parties would have a fair chance. So when we met the brother, he too was sweet and smart and had all kinds of personality. But like I said, we had already fallen in love and still wanted the one that we'd come to see. The next day we showed up hoping there wouldn't be a crowd trying to adopt these two dogs. It turned out there was only one other couple who showed up and they wanted the other guy. Perfect. When they brought the pups out and handed them to us, the man who got the other dog told his guy, well, say goodbye to your brother. That puppy licked his brother, our pup, and then put his little puppy head on my hand as if to say, take care of my brother. I think these guys understand more than we give them credit for. And take care of him, we did. On the way home, obviously we couldn't put him in a seatbelt. He was too small. So the wife cradled him while I drove the car with extra care, as though I had a glass puppy on board. We named him Maverick, and a love affair began. Once we got him home, it wasn't long before we noticed that he seemed sick. He was having trouble breathing, and as we only noticed this in the evening, we could not take him to the vet. We've never allowed our dogs on the couch or in the bed or anything like that. I had a crate set up and a puppy bed in our bedroom, but this night with concern setting in, we put a sleeping bag in between us and put the 16 pound little puppy in our bed with us and listen to him try to breathe. Antibiotics took care of the problem, but we kept him close for a while. A while? It's been five years now. I am reminded of the Marmaduke cartoon with Marmaduke laying in the middle of the bed between the man and the woman. In the caption, the husband is saying to the wife, He's just a little puppy, you said. It'll only be for a little while, you said. When he got to be about 45 pounds, I began to wonder. I put up some token resistance, but to no avail. One of Maverick's favorite thing to do is he jumps on board and he's all business, no playing. He just snuggles up like there's no tomorrow. And it is one of the more endearing things about him. So now that he is 85 pounds and both dogs have claimed different couches, I can just hear the other dogs that we've had saying, we never got to do anything like that. We must be getting old because we're definitely getting soft. Or maybe it's because we realize by now that we only have these guys for a little while. The good news is that Maverick didn't shed very much, hardly at all, which is unusual for a German Shepherd. The wife and I would occasionally indulge ourselves. We would like to imagine that magic in doggy heaven, knowing of our grief, 
and knowing that it was time for us to fall in love again. Spied out Maverick, little puppy Maverick. From a group of soon-to-be earthbound puppies, it says, hey kid, come over here. I got a job for you. We imagine the puppy telling Magic, Magic, are you sure they're going to like me? Magic looking down, knowingly, says, yes, I'm sure. And then the last thing that Magic would tell the angel who was in charge of the project, hey, do you think you can make it so he doesn't shed very much? Dad always said he was going to shoot one of us if we didn't stop shedding so much. I think he was joking. I mentioned before that the last two friends we had to say goodbye to were our feline friends. I have a large patch of desert for a backyard and have buried our kitties there. No pet cemetery, just monument, if you will. I try to dig as deep as I can so a coyote can't dig our friend up. It's the least I can do. I first put a layer of dirt, then some gravel, then maybe a stone, then some dirt, gravel, before filling in the rest with more dirt. By now, it's part of the process. It's a sad thing when you're burying your innocent pet with shovel in hand and a tear in your eye. This last time, when I was burying Minnie, I had to have a conversation. I said something to the effect of, look, Lord, I know I have pondered whether there is actually a doggy slash kitty heaven. And it seems your silence on the issue is maybe telling me something that I'd rather not hear, that perhaps there is no afterlife for our fur friends. It was at this point that I realized I need a little bit more gravel to fill in the hole. I have a small pile of gravel about a half an acre away, so I grabbed my shovel and bucket and headed towards the pile of gravel. I got a few feet and had to step over something and I looked down, startled. I realized what it was. It was Maya's old basketball, deflated and left to the elements for about seven years. I had mentioned that I didn't have the heart to throw it away. I stopped and picked it up, and yes, it made me think of that sweet girl and how she loved Minnie. In fact, Maya seemed to be protective of anything smaller or younger. There were times when we had kids staying with us. Maya would never stay with us in our bedroom that night, but would walk down the hall and park herself by the door where the kids were. All night she would keep vigil, and I had to remark that, without a doubt, the kids were the safest people in the house. Such a mama doggy she was, and Minnie was her favorite. 
So I don't know if this was a sign, and I don't even know if I was looking for a sign. What I do know is that I'd found the perfect thing to do with Maya's old b-ball that had been languishing there for so long as if waiting for a purpose. I put the ball in with Minnie and buried it with her. The purpose of this podcast was not only to engage the animal lovers amongst us, but also for those who aren't, and to reach those who are unaware, that they may see these animals as they are and hear their side of the story. Far more than any mindless, soulless creatures, these guys are precious and are only with us for a short time. I did mention a new project. I'm thinking of calling it Myth, Heresies, and Hearsay. In it, I will explore the historical myths and heresies, and there will be plenty of hearsay. If you get a chance, I would very much appreciate a listen. In the meantime, Let me leave you with some scripture. Beloved, let us never forget to be kind to strangers, for many have entertained angels unaware. Hebrews 13.2 This is 916, signing out.